I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, November 17th, 2018. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed in the dollar... It's It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening on. Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on the radio. I am Troy Harmon here today with DJ Barker. Hello, hello. And none other than Jarrett Redneck McKenzie. Oh. Didn't know where it was going with that at first, Here but I'm go. cool with that. That's all right. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, you wear it on your sleeve, right? Or yeah. on your neck or whatever yeah. you want to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, Most I of like it. Not in the office, but you catch me in Paul. I mean, this is, in, yeah, this is in kind of a farmer kind of way. He, he wears some, <laughs> some boots. He's got mud on both sides of him. Sometimes you got to get some work done, Troy. Okay? you got to have a pair of good boots. Oh, of course. Otherwise, you yeah. can't, you can't Absolutely. do it. Yeah, we, we always yeah. have a good banner about uh, Paulding County and... You sure, know, there were plenty on this show. I've actually lived in Baldwin County for one short period in my life. Uh, it's good stuff out there. Well, they do run you off? No, nah, I That's left right. willingly. Okay. Yeah, I That's think good. we have. You grew up. I <laughs> grew up. <laughs> <laughs> that means I can probably still get you clearance if you need to. You need to oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I can get a passport yeah. so I can go back <laughs> to right. Baldwin County. Cross exactly. the line. That's some <laughs> awesome stuff. So, uh, guys, stock market, not a good news. Not good news this week. Mm. Down a it's little been a little bit, hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, little, a little harsh on the market. Well, I mean, for the last few weeks, we've been uh, we've been struggling a bit. A lot of volatility. Um, a little bit, yeah. You know, news had I'm not used good. to that. Last <laughs> couple of years, we've had some green. Uh, I don't, I don't like year, the red, yeah. 2007. 17 was a very low volatility. Did you market. say that was one of the lowest ever? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. lowest on record. Uh, biggest drawdown in 2017. We lost 2.88% over a span of about six or eight days. Uh, bounced back real quick, and uh, wow. life was good. Mm. Um, Not been the case this year. No, nah. we had uh, we had a, a 10% plus drawdown, 10.2%, I think it was, in February, early February 2018. And um, ending in October, uh, from the top of the market in uh, September, on the 20th of September, we had a drawdown, drawdown of about 9.88%. Didn't hit 10. Mm. <laughs> I'm splitting hairs, but it didn't hit Man. 10% drawdown. So, uh, it's all the numbers, Troy. Uh, of course, I mean, when you talk about it, you got to have some sort of a line, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there is a benchmark. Right. We talk about it quite a bit. 10% drawdown occurs about once a year. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we've had... We've only had one. We've only had one. Yeah, for the record. Very close. Yeah, yeah. We'll count it as a five plus. I I really thought after the midterms we'd see some of this volatility calm down, but it it doesn't seem to. uh, I'm not so sure it's over. Yeah. Well, Well, we'll see the bottom. Here's the thing, and I keep telling people, and I know there's statistics out about what happens during uh, midterm election years and 
things like that. I've even quoted some of them myself on the air. You know, the stock market did give us the indication that we would see a turnover in power in Congress, in, in you know, politics, Washington, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, we got that. Um, market told us if you if we'd listen to it, um, you know, it, it indicated we would see that. Uh, but quite often from the end of August, measured from the end of August through the end of March, the following year during a midterm, uh, you see a positive market. Uh, I have seen numbers from 6% to about 15% on average, uh, and that's going, uh, you know, back at least 50 years. So, um, it, you know, what we have today I think is a little different. Uh, tariffs have been spooking some folks. Uh, consumer sentiment still seems to be really positive, so I, I'm not so sure how much it's trickled down or if it's trickling down. Uh, consumer sentiment seems relatively solid, both in the current state and uh, future expectations. Um, but honestly, when I look at, at uh, what's going on, we had interest rates actually decline this week. Um, wow. You know, and, and the long term, at least if you look at the 10-year, um, the long-term interest rate came down a little more than the two-year, the shorter term. Um, we're now at 3.09% on the 10-year Treasury. Um, election day, it was at 3.24. Hmm. So that's a pretty significant decline. Um, the two-year is at 2.837, which is down 12.8 basis points this week. The 10-year fell 14.7. So uh, a little bit more flattening of the yield curve over the past week. Uh, we're now at about eh, 26 basis points differential between the 2 and the 10, and it's been right in there, 24, 25, 26, something hmm. like that. Um, uh, we watch it so closely because uh, an inversion in the yield curve usually does uh, indicate that we'll see a recession in the next 18 months. And by usually, um, you mean every single time, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a very it's reliable. So it's very indicator. reliable. Yeah, we can, very if it happens, <laughs> yeah, it what will is, come. It is, a, yeah. is right? It, is uh, it within 18 months or so? Or what is yeah, it? Yeah, it's within eight, it's somewhere between 10 and 18 months. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, you know, what's causing that? There's a couple of things going on. I've talked about it quite a bit. Number one, Federal Reserve's been raising interest rates, the, the benchmark overnight lending rate among banks, uh, the, the so-called Fed uh, target rate. Um, you know, we've got, uh, we had a meeting in November. Um, nothing came of that. We didn't expect there would be a rate change in November, but uh, indications show about a 76% uh, probability that we'll have a rate increase 25 basis points in December, and and I really believe that that's part of what's driving this. We're also, you know, a little better than a year into uh, the Fed's quantitative tightening. Um, if quantitative easing is buying bonds to adjust the, the uh, interest rate on the long end of the yield curve, the 30-year more or less, um, then allowing them to roll off is something, right? So quantitative sure. tightening is what a lot of folks are calling it, and I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, and I think that's part of what's making the, the difference here. So 30-year uh, uh, Treasury is at 3.34%, um, and that being the case, you know, it's down 9.1 basis points. So the longest end of the curve actually was the least um, impacted by market conditions this week. Um, 
And uh, we got a 30-year average uh, mortgage right now, fell two basis points to 4.97. We're almost 5% on a 30-year mortgage. Is it any surprise that we're seeing some housing numbers start to weaken? Right. I mean, significant changes. Um, And and to be honest with you guys, no matter what it is, the tariffs, uh, you know, there's a lot of news about that. And and I think some of that's trying to pin um, any volatility we see in the market on our uh, president and, you know, like him or hate him. And it seems like every other person is going to do one or the other. It, it is very, uh, uh, a very divided uh, country when it comes to politics. Um, like him or hate him, I, I'm not so sure that this is his fault. I think a lot of it is just economic conditions. Uh, now, I mean, well, know, and the tariffs are just business, right? I mean, that's uh, you, you're looking are. at it. You that that's to be expected. It's kind of like fixing the national debt. Uh, right. You can't do that without some short-term pain, at least some short-term pain. So, yeah. if you want to fix the trade deficit and some of these other international trade issues that he's trying to address with the tariffs, you can expect some of that. But if if long-term is getting us to a better place, I think it's it's good. It's kind of like the Fed, you know, increasing rates. They're trying yeah. to control inflation. Would Absolutely. you rather have a slightly higher mortgage payment? Or would you rather have inflation out of control? Yep. I can tell you that you'd much rather have the former. Yeah. Uh, inflation cuts across all bounds. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's often been called the tax on, on, the, uh, on the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not quite like the lottery, but it is, <laughs> it is definitely a, yeah. a, a tax on everybody, no matter sure. what happens. Uh, when when uh, prices increase, um, everybody feels the pinch. Um, and, and that's a good segue into the fact that we got both CPI and PPI numbers, consumer price index and producer price index this, this week. week. Um, yes. If you back up to, uh, I think it was July, we had 2.9% inflation. Uh, August, we were down to 2.6. Uh, September, it was at uh, 23 but it ticked back up to 2.5 in October. So uh, that's probably another one of those indicators that you might see a Fed increase uh, interest rates in December. Uh, I believe that uh, given some of the things that I've seen in the market, especially if it was going to stay down around 2.3, that uh, they were justified in, in waiting. Uh, the president's come out and basically started talking to the Fed directly, which is not a good thing. <laughs> Uh, that he thinks they ought to hold. I wish he hadn't said anything because at this point, no matter what they do, if they That's, did yeah. decide to breathe, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. take a take a pause for a minute, he's now gonna, it looks political. Yeah, and yeah. what's he going to do? Pound his chest? Yep, they listen that's to me. me. I told him. Yeah, I don't. No, that's he, just whole. Yeah, that's it, a, it's that's not a dialogue good. we don't need. It, it is absolutely, DJ. And and to be honest with you, I would rather see him just be quiet. But I can tell you that I'd rather see him be quiet yeah. more often than not. Um, you know, some of the things he's done, I'm absolutely for, but, uh, man, losing Twitter account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it'd be helpful. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, so CPI 2.5% this week, PPI was, uh, showing at 2.7, which is an indicator. It's usually kind of an early indicator. Producers pass their, their, uh, price increases along, uh, ultimately to consumers. So I wouldn't be surprised if we, uh, did see some of that, uh, coming up. Wholesale trade, uh, you know, closed uh, third quarter on a light note. Uh, inventory build has uh, has pulled back. Uh, consumer sentiment slid 0.3 points, so it's hardly changed. Uh, dipped to 98.3 from 98.6. Honestly, it's it's um, uh, you know, consumers still really healthy. Yeah. Employment situation doing well. Why would they not? Everybody's got a job. Yep. 
All right, when we come back, we'll talk about a dog of the week. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. It's time for the Dog of the Week. All right, guys, Dog of the Week this week is uh, really more like a bird. Have you guys been downtown lately? Oh, yes. And seen what they do with those scooters, electric mm-hmm. scooters. They're all yeah, quite the thing. Yep. You seen them? I have seen them. I, I was uh, just few, uh, probably about a month ago down close to the stadium. I'd gone to a Falcons game and mm-hmm. driving down the road, and I'm thinking, why in the world is this guy riding a scooter down the middle <laughs> of the road? Well, number one, it's illegal for them to ride them on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. But, man, they are everywhere. Yeah. And you think there's a lot in Atlanta? You should go to Charlotte or Nashville. I mean, they, yeah, it is blowing up all over the place. Yeah. Well, it's not only there. My dog of the week this week is out of the Guardian. Um, there's a 15-year-old boy who's uh, gotten himself crossed with the law. Uh-oh. And I'm not so sure that this is a, this is a, a ride-sharing, uh, scooter-lending kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is what we're seeing is exploding on the scene today. Um, but this kid was uh, caught riding a scooter, an electric scooter, down the middle of the road uh, at a high rate of speed. Now, the story doesn't say exactly how fast he was going, but uh, he did tend to uh, get in trouble with the police, mm. and 15 is a age that you are not yet um, allowed to drive legally um, in the U.K., or here, for that matter. Um, but he still... I didn't even know they could do this, DJ. Maybe this is uh, where you channel your previous cop days. Um, he actually got six points on his license really? when wow. he gets his license. Now, have you ever heard of a case where they could do that here in the I U.S.? I don't think so. I thought that'd be motorized or something. Why does well, it this seem thing, like a, an electric motor? I mean, it, well, it still gets yeah, you. It, so what, are, what, are they, what, what was his, what was the charge? Well, uh, that's what's interesting. Um, there are. Actually, multiples, um, and as I dig through here, I'm not seeing any of them at the moment. Here we go. Well, I mean, it had to be uh, reckless, they're, right? They're I mean, becoming six more points. common. Yeah. There was, I mean, it must have been something other than you know riding down the street. I mean, clearly there's no. something more. I mean, he it must have been of an aggravated nature if you're going to get six points. I mean, that's crossing. The British don't like you to speed now. Well, I... <laughs> some, some good people, but they don't like speed. It, unless it's tea time. <laughs> in that case, it's warranted. You're right. You're right. So everything stops except scooter riding at tea time. No, yeah. I, I mean, that's were, like there were multiple charges. I think a big part of it was the fact that he was uh, just underage. He, he was underage. He was on the roadway, which they're illegal to be ridden on the roadway. He didn't have a helmet on, uh, and the the high speed is what. Uh, Immediately prompted the I mean, police to pull him over. I would love to know the high speed. I mean, it's a standing scooter, right? Yeah, this is not a this is not a a, a sit down scooter. This is a true stand up, two smaller Absolutely. wheels. You're holding a large mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. That's yeah, that, that seems that, like it's forty miles fast. per hour is the max speed on these. Forty. So, yeah, forty. Uh, now I don't think the ones locally are are geared towards yeah, the higher yeah. higher speed. But you probably you could probably hit fifteen or twenty miles per hour and sure. and let's face it, that's a huge annoyance when the speed limit's thirty five and you're the car <laughs> right behind them, right? Yeah. It, it annoys me. But a lot annoys me. 
especially in traffic. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started there. Road rage. Anyway, I, I just thought it yeah, was that's interesting. interesting. And, and you know what? There is a big tie-in. Recently, uh, Lime is another one of those scooter-sharing, um, I guess, companies. Um, but uh, Ford bought stock in Lime, and uh, I think GM... Uh, is is pursuing electric bicycles that could potentially be ridden on the road. Um, the, it's a huge, mm-hmm. it, it's a huge wave. It's definitely going into that. Over. I mean, you know, Harley Davidson. They just announced they're coming out with a brand new, a new electric, which is, you know, there are definitely some some manufacturers out there that that's what they do. But when mm-hmm. you think of Harley Davidson, you think of the Hog, you think of the that V twin, yeah. that <laughs> sound of a motorcycle. Sure. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see how it sells coming from. You know Harley Davidson. So yeah, there's something definitely with the electric motor that that uh, a lot of companies are looking for. But well, in these ride shares, it's quite a business model too. It's you know, crazy. you can it have is. a for for those of you that live in the city. I mean, you can make a good, pretty good uh, amount of money just with, as a side recharging, gear. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go pick up these abandoned scooters, if mm-hmm. you will, and you take yeah. those, charge them in the middle of the night, put them back on the sidewalk, right? And and make money, make PayPal money. account, just it's, climbing on up. Yep. No doubt. Well, uh, Uber has actually gotten in the in the uh, that doesn't surprise the game to jump. There's a, a mm-hmm. scooter sharing uh, app that they sure. actually got in the middle of. And believe it or not, Tesla uh, is talking about building electric bicycles while uh, they don't want to deal with any scooters, but they they say they would get in the middle of a an electric bicycle. So, which is um, interesting. I mean, I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but so you know, in China, you know, they're, they're, they 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 throw away so many bicycles because there are these before the electric. They used to, you know, you, yeah. you, they would have these services where you could sure. just go take a bicycle and you, you, you pedal it out. Right. Well, now those are obsolete. So now they're throwing away tens of thousands of bicycles, right and they don't know. Yeah, now there's, there's kind of obsolete. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with, all right, so then the scooter phase happens, but that only gets you so far. Now you can charge a bicycle longer, but so you have bicycles. You throw those bicycles away to then get scooters, to then throw those scooters away to get an electric bicycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, you know? they say the potential for this market in the U.S., $6 billion. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, it could be huge. Uh, shoot, we might get away from the self-driven car or self-driving car altogether and just everybody riding around on a scooter, a scooter. or an electric bike. I, you know, I guess we would have overbuilt our infrastructure if we do wind up going to that model, right? You have not lived yet until you've seen somebody hit a curb on one of those things. Though. <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, There's the, hey, so, so the, so the Northwest Corridor, we're going to stop taking cars on the Northwest Corridor, those express lines, <laughs> just scooters. Yeah, get the, that's get right. The new now that's it. Scooter express lane. Um, mm-hmm. Weather conditions might actually make that. You know, it's a people bit like you. Attractive. See, there you go, Troy. It, it, the glass half empty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, come on. I was just talking about. It, it's been goodness. raining a lot lately. I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking about. The last two weeks, uh, <laughs> you know, I've almost grown gills. Look then, at then. See, money. an entrepreneur would say, "Hey, let's go out and sell raincoats." But oh no, not Troy. Mm-hmm. Just shut it down, Troy. I'm just saying, it kind of loses some appeal, does it not? I mean, do you want? I didn't see you riding up on your electric scooter. By the way, <laughs> shocked half to death in the middle of a rainstorm. Yeah. You're gonna ride through the creek on that, baby? I I don't have one. I'm sorry, yeah. folks. DJ, you got a lot of you got a lot of miles on a Harley Davidson, but I didn't see you ride in on your electric. I can assure you, you won't be on an electric Harley Davidson. No, no. you no. like the racket. Got to make some noise. If I'm not annoying Troy. I'm not buying. Well, keep breathing, DJ. You're you're working just perfect, man. You got me annoyed. All right.
quite the so, dog there, Troy. Uh, wow. Well, bird, sorry, folks. Bird. All right. Speaking Went of jump, away. let's jump into some financial stuff, which, uh, you know, talking about market changing things is financial all day long. Uh, but we did want to get to this uh, situation we uh, quite often run into, uh, Jan and George. Um, they're in the RMD phase of their life. Basically, they've gotten to the point where, I, you know, they saved a lot of money in 401ks. Um, and what happens when you get to uh, 70 and a half, you are forced to take your money from those. Right. Uh, and, and the government decides just how much. So the bigger your account, the more money you have to take. Uh, Jan and George have decided that, um, you know, they want to make sure that they stay on the right side of the law because there are significant penalties if you don't take your RMD in the right amount and at the right time. So sure. um, they're running into cases where they got a whole lot of cash on their hands. Now, th- there's a lot of ways to get around this, but I thought maybe since um, since they're talking about ways to make sure um, that, that their savings are insured, uh, that we could discuss uh, kind of ways to do that. We could probably explore ways that they could, number one, avoid having to take those RMDs so big at the end of the game. They could have probably taken some of the money out earlier along sure. and uh, and paid some tax. Um, but but we'll cover that piece last. Um, what do you guys think about this? I, I guess the first one is if you're going to put it in a bank account, you got to make sure you got limits uh on your your cash is under the limits of the fdic insurance yeah well as far as insurance goes that's certainly going to be you know your main consideration is breaking it up appropriately so that it does remain under those limits but you know there there are a lot of ways to go about protecting assets particularly ones at a time like this and while that that could certainly uh be one of the ways in which you might go about doing that is just holding the fixed income like we would do um there there are other ways to consider it as well now not many that's going to give you insurance I mean, you, you don't get that just with any investment. Uh, in fact, you know, those those bank deposits um, is really going to be one of your only ways to achieve that. Anything else that you go and invest in, regardless of how conservative or volatile it may be, um, you know, you, you're not going to get insurance. We do have people ask us that uh, sometimes when, when they come and say, what kind of uh, guarantees or insurance can you make me? And, and maybe that comes from the, the annuity conversations they've had with, with others. But truly, when you're talking about market uh, securities like this, you're not going to be able to go about it in a, a lot of different ways uh, aside from that FDIC insurance, and that's going to be limited. Uh, so for people like like uh, Jan and George here, I mean, that is certainly a place to start. But, again, you're going to run out of that at some point. And so maybe, you know, after the break we can kind of talk about some other ways to consider going about protecting some of this, and, and maybe not from an insurance standpoint, but making sure that you, you do protect the principal. Uh, well, Jarrett, you uh, you hit on some really good points. Let's endeavor to cover those. Money talks. We get back. We'll be right back. Listening to Money Talks, I'm Troy Harmon here with DJ Barker and Jarrett McKenzie. I didn't call you names this time. No, you can calm down. Good. All right, so uh, when we left, we were talking about ways to uh, to ensure the, the cash that you have in your accounts might be covered. Uh, before we get back into that, let's uh, 
give folks a way. You know, we love to answer financial questions on Money Talks and uh, the way that you could reach us with yours. In fact, we'd love to hear from mm-hmm. everybody out there. Uh, the question hotline number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call in, uh, leave a message, and include Total your order. And include your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Um, if you prefer to uh, talk to a human being, you can call talk to uh, 770-429-9166. Uh, talk to our producer, and uh, she will get the uh, the question you have to us, and we would answer that on the air. Or you can email. It's probably the most popular way. Uh, you can email at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, or you can go to our website, um, and uh, that is, again, hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Um, if you looked very hard, you could probably find us all over <laughs> social media as well. It's quite a few ways to uh, connect with us. No doubt. Sure. Yeah, so... Uh, before we left, uh, Jarrett, you were talking about uh, Jan and George and their unique situation. They're taking RMDs. They got cash on hand. But I mean, there are there's nothing that says that you have to take your RMD in cash, right? Right. And a lot of folks don't. You know, we we move securities and make sure that there's enough cash if they want to make a withholding. But so long as you're moving a security that's valuable enough to cover that that requirement from your IRA, then that's fine too. But if you are moving it in cash and are looking for insurance, you are going to need to look for. FDIC insured products because that is the only way you truly get insurance. Uh, otherwise, w- with investments and like we were talking about during the break, there, there's no insurance for that. There right. is also yeah. what they call SIPC insurance. That's the Securities Investor Protection Corporation. That's in the event of a brokerage failure. So if if the company that you own securities through goes down you would have some insurance in that regard too. But in no way would you be insured on the investments declining in value. And so if if you want to go beyond and look for other ways at protecting your assets uh, beyond just those FDIC-insured uh, ways, then like we said, treasuries are good. That's a risk-free asset, right? I mean, sure. if yeah. something happens and to those, we've got some bigger problems. Yeah, but that doesn't right. say that, uh, I mean, you, you would get your principal back when the thing matures, but sure. it doesn't say that the, the price doesn't decline, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there, this probably could lead into a, to a huge discussion about the difference between a bond and a bond fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you buy a bond, uh, say you put $100,000 into a bond, um, as long as you bought it at par, the issue price, uh, you're going to get that $100,000 back as long as the issuer doesn't default, right? Yep. And there is a, a risk of that, um, unless, again, you you own the printing press, which is the case with a treasury, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, well, The big kicker there is maturity date, right? One's right. got it, one's don't. And and that's what you're looking for. Right, right yeah. And and what you're referring to is a bond fund. So if you've got a bond fund, it's a portfolio of bonds. Uh, the price does fluctuate given market conditions. Uh, when uh, yields, interest rates increase, um, you're going to see the price of that bond fund decline. Uh, if you bought the bond itself, as I said, the principal that you put in, uh, you're going to get that back. So so your cash flows are better known if you're buying a specific bond relative to buying a bond fund, because who knows what it's going to mature at. It's kind of like a stock. You know, the price fluctuates uh, given whatever market conditions are. Um, sure. You you mentioned earlier you could buy an annuity. So what is an annuity? It's a, it's a contract from an insurance company. The insurance company promises to pay you 
based on sometimes market conditions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have an indexed annuity that even tracks the stock market, and they'll try to tell you that uh, it's going to give you returns based on the S&P 500. Well, based on and like the S&P 500 are significantly different things. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> right. and they, they can even tell you that it's guaranteed. Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. What's it guaranteed by? It's guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the insurer. Insure. Yep. So uh, let's let's think about something else. We just talked about bonds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the unique uh, differences between a bond and an annuity is the fact that you can sell a bond anytime you wanted to. And guess what? Uh, it might fluctuate in price relative to where you bought it because of market conditions. But it's still going to be a lot more liquid than yeah. the annuity. There's not be going to be penalized. Right. Yeah. Surrender charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guess what? Why do insurance people like to sell annuities? Because there's huge commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, they get paid really well to sell those uh, those annuities. Yep. So uh, you know, for for uh, a, a slight commission, uh, if any, you <laughs> can buy you can buy a bond issued by the same insurance company. Um, you can receive the coupon, which is a contractual obligation, again, of the insurance company. You can see, receive the principal at the end of the game. Or if you needed to sell it somewhere along the way, guess what? You can sell it. Yeah. You're not going to be deemed uh, for the for the uh, hard-earned cash that you've right. uh, worked so hard to save. So, um, you know, there's there's various ways. To be honest with you, there's, there's very few uh, guarantees in finance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you, the, the investor takes on the risks of the investment. So it's good to understand exactly what you're dealing with. But in uh, Jan and George's case, uh, there's lots of ways around uh, worrying about whether or not the cash is covered. Now, we do uh, recommend that uh, that you're mindful of um, FDIC in, insurance uh, limits. Right. What is it? Two hundred. Two hundred fifty per person. Yeah. I remember person per back account. before 2008, yep. it was 100,000. So right. folks started wanting to take some of their money out of the markets and put it in a cash account at a bank, and uh, banks were Quickly. falling left and right. The insurance limits rose. If you have a joint account, so, you know, you open an account in you and your wife's name or you and a partner, whomever it might be, mm-hmm. um, you get a $400,000 limit. If I'm not... 250 per person, yeah. Okay. Per person. So it's 250 per. Uh, and... See there, I learned something on the show today. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, you definitely want to be conscious of those because people, you know, even as you, you accumulate more assets and those accounts become more valuable and those, that cash accumulates, maybe you own dividends in those accounts and stuff as well. Yeah. It can it can easily get above that. So if you're looking for true insurance, you need to be mindful of those those limits uh, because they can easily go beyond that. But and accounts. I mean, you can't just have if you have if you think that well, each account is valued at two fifty. So if I have Two individual brokers or two individual checking accounts at the same bank. Mm-hmm. It's two hundred fifty thousand in the bank, right? So it's not multiple accounts at the same institution. You know, you really have to think about if you're sitting on that much cash, there's probably a better place for it, and don't just have many different accounts titled exactly the same at the same institution. Yeah. Right. Uh, one thing I would warn folks about: a lot of times around here, we buy. Uh, certificates of deposit mm-hmm. for individual clients. So if you're out there just finding the best yield and, and knowing that uh, it does have that FDIC insurance, which is an absolute must if you're buying certificates mm-hmm. of deposit. Now, the ones that we buy are traded securities, meaning that 
again, you know, your money's not locked up. You could sell the, the CD in, in the secondary market at any given time. Um, but uh, make sure that if you buy a long list of CDs that you're not duplicating right. the same name because quite often the same bank will offer, you know, a, a significantly higher yield than somebody else. Uh, you know, if you're sure. looking at a similar maturity, uh, you always want to get the highest yield in that regard. And, right. and they are probably among the most attractive yielding uh, fixed income investments uh, that we've seen in the market over the last four or five years, maybe even longer than that. So, um, you know, there's quite a few things to be mindful of, but uh, making sure that your cash, at least, is insured is is probably a good idea. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, move on from there. As I said, if you guys uh, have questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at hensler, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, we got a question here from Jared from Cummings. says, uh, my wife and I moved to Cummings from Dallas. Uh, <laughs> there better be a if, if real good reason for that. Dallas, I'm not, the, uh, the, the county seat of Paulding, right? Yes, Jared, absolutely. I, God's I know this hurt your heart. Oh. Uh, can you find your way to... Uh, forgiving yeah. Jared so that I well, can read the rest sure. of this there, question. While there are very few, I'm sure there are some good reasons why you would do such things. So, yeah, we can. Okay, well, let's move on. Then. Uh, we had in our, uh, we'd been in our house for nine years, so uh, there's quite sticker shock when we look for a new home. How is it that a house less than 2,000 square feet is going for $190,000? And again, how is it that $280,000 is a reasonable price for a home these days? Um, he says, I'm quite worried about the affordability and the Housing market, our kids will be graduating college in the next few years, approved for loans, um, and, and I can see them getting approved for loans uh, if they have a steady job. Any idea if this is another bubble or uh, is this the new norm for the housing market? You know, guys, I don't know that we'll have time to, to fully cover this in the next few seconds, but um, if you look at rents downtown, which is where most of the kids want to go, $1.30 to $1.50 per square foot per month. Uh, that means that 1,800 square foot, which is less again than 2,000 mm -hmm. square feet, um, is going to be somewhere between 2,300 and 2,700 bucks. Uh, more common an 800 square foot place for uh, for young people. You might run into uh, uh, 1,000 to 1,200 bucks. That seems to be really the more the sweet spot, um, you know. But you can get smaller smaller places. Uh, I've got some math, so stick around. When we come back, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about um, just question. some of the details and, and uh, yeah, getting Jared a better answer on this question. So if you're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. We'll be right back. Into Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon with DJ Barker and Jarrett McKenzie. And uh, guys, when we last spoke, we were uh, talking about affordability in housing. And, uh, it, you know, it prompted me to get out and do a little bit of uh, uh, math. I'll call it homework for, All right. for those of you that are math averse. Uh, $190,000 at um, what we used to be able to see, 3.75% uh, would have been about $880 a month. Um, you look now, we're just shy of 5%. Uh, 
that same house, $190,000 at 5%, it's 1020 bucks. So it's a pretty big deal. A little bit more expensive. Yeah, 140 bucks. Uh, and not only that, uh, that's just one and a quarter percent higher uh, on the interest rate, but it uh, actually gives you about a 16% increase in the price of a house. Uh, if you ask me, and who did? Um, well, Jared did. Right. Uh, <clears throat> he... he uh, you're, you're feeling you're feeling the pinch. Oh yeah, sixteen yeah. percent and just one and a quarter percent. We might have, uh, you know, uh, the the options market is telling us twenty five basis points more. So it'd be one and a half percent. If uh, you know, if you see that, um, you get up to five and a half percent. Just say a thousand eighty dollars. That's two hundred bucks more per month for the same for the same. House. I mean, that's assuming prices stay flat over the next few months, which uh, might be likely. We are seeing some weakness in the housing market uh, as far as uh, new homes built, and uh, prices are still growing by over 5% year on year. But, um, you know, even that growth has slowed recently. And, and I really believe that what's at the heart of it is the fact that interest rates are getting higher. Now, mm -hmm. if you took the 3.75 that we could get at uh, at the heyday of the market, and you move the price up $280,000, that's a $1,300 bill for uh, for a monthly you know cost of housing, about a 47% increase. Ouch, right? Yeah, it's quite the jump. Yeah, now uh, you know you you do a little bit of math. If we got back up to rates that you know I was looking the other day, 5.9% was. Uh, was the 10-year rate in uh, 2008, early 2008, before the crisis got on us too bad. Um, so let's just call it 6%, and that's assuming that you could borrow at the Treasury rate, which is not very likely. Um, you're talking about $1,140 for that house that would cost you 880 at 3.75. A lot of the price increases we saw in housing over the last eight or nine years from the bottom of the market, which is, uh, let's face it, the housing was, was at, the, uh, at the, the core of the problem that we had in 2007 and 2008, um, that, that all came under really low interest rate uh, regime. It, it would be amazing to me if we didn't see some slowing, significant slowing yeah. in, uh, in housing yeah, we need to. building yeah, and in the, in the price appreciation. And a lot of it is going to be because of affordability. Again, you mm -hmm. know, we talked earlier in the show, um, the consumer still seems very healthy. We did have a slight tick down from 98.6 to 98.3 in the uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment uh, Index, uh, which is a very slight downturn um you know that that uh, index we've seen in in uh, probably two or three months ago over 100 but still 98.3 is not a far cry from where we were then the consumer is still really really healthy but these are the kind of things that could slow you i mean you get up to seven and a half percent same house at one hundred ninety thousand dollars, thirteen hundred and thirty bucks an increase of 51 percent and just having 3.75% increase in the uh, in the mortgage rate. Substantial for sure. So it's it's like a doubling from 375 to 750. But you know, you got you got 51% increase in the in the price of a monthly payment. And by the way, there's a rule of thumb out there 
that says that you wouldn't want to buy a house that's going to cost more than 28% of your your uh, gross income. Uh, that would leave us uh, in that case. You know, you'd have to be making about $76,000 a year to afford that house at uh, seven and a half percent. That's 75,000 take-home pay, 76,000 mm-hmm. take-home pay, and I just used a 25% tax rate. Um, difference between that and uh, and the 3.75 percent rate, 50.2, wow, 50,200 dollars per year. So a 50% increase in your income. We're not seeing that. Right. We did see 2.6% year-on-year uh, increase in, in uh, recent numbers. So, it's quite um, the change. Yeah, no And, doubt. Jared, I'm, I'm sure Cummings is a nice place, man, but let me just say, you wouldn't be running into these these problems if you left had yeah. to left Dallas. Traffic you know? would have to be horrible to make you move oh, out yeah. of Dallas, right? I mean, I mean, you'd make that drive every day, you don't know, you, Jared? Well, again, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's God's country. That's yeah, right. No so, doubt. Uh, the horse is parked right out back. <laughs> yeah, we've got a hitching post. <laughs> yeah. you see my gas bill. I think you'd yeah. uh, look more attractive to you if you saw that. Isn't I, I guess. Uh, so uh, Dan Collins writes, um, how can I safely shop online this holiday season? Um, DJ, did you say there's there's possibly no way? I mean, we're coming well, up on no guarantee, shopping right? season, right? Yeah, we next are week? here. It's Black uh, Friday sales coming in a week, folks. So yeah. mm-hmm. get ready. Get the credit card out. It's coming fast. Get the credit card out. Yeah, there's no real... uh, And Cyber Monday is just around the corner as well. So this really probably is is more geared toward that. I'm sure that all the online outlets are are telling you just how you can go about... Saving lots of money, but uh, I think Dan, you get picked I, off. DJ just answered Dan's question. I think. I mean, one of the main ways you want to be safer about it is use your credit card instead of your debit card. Um, you know, you, you're going to have a lot more flexibility with the disputes uh, and, and what you might owe, or, or at least be able to recover uh, if you use the, the credit card instead of the debit card. So, you know, if you got the money anyways, you know, because you'd be paying with a debit in that case, then. Charge it to your credit card, get the points even, yeah. and then and then use the same money in your bank account to just pay the credit card uh, instead of using the debit card to not have to take that extra step. But that extra step is going to minimize your risk a little bit and, and also maybe earn you some points otherwise. Yeah, one of the cyber points I think that probably ought to be made here is uh, making sure that you're on a secure website. Yeah. Big yeah, I mean, and then look around, right? I mean, if you're looking for whatever product, a, you know, a new flat screen TV, and you see the big boys are more expensive, and you find something, a website that's a quarter of the price, that should throw a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, look yeah. around, shop around, make sure it's a safe website to purchase on. Don't just go to willy nilly yeah. websites to to because it's cheap. Because you know, a lot right. of times what we see is if it's crazy cheap and it's you know it's probably a red flag yeah. and it's probably not a true. Um, Sure. website yeah. right i'm always cautious to go into those uh links that are sent to me right through my email yes. I, I don't want to click on that if it's if it comes through and tells me it's from macy's or you know yeah. jc one of the big retailers just go to the website of, yeah exactly yeah. i'd rather i'd rather not click on that especially if it doesn't look right i mean there are ways that you can tell that the the uh the the http the the mm-hmm. um whatever they the call it, the url url uh, the hey, address our it team would tell you these days that's how most people are getting you know hacked they're, they're not hacking like they used to you're giving them the information by clicking these links and and it's called phishing you know ph instead of an f but that's that's how they're doing it these days. They don't they don't need to guess your password and all this stuff as much as they used to. They 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 send you something that looks like it's from Macy's or, or you know any place like what you just said, Troy. And then 
embed a link in there that looks like it's going to take you to Macy's, but it doesn't. Yeah. And then they got you. you. You put in your credit card information, <clears throat> and they got you. They got yep. your card. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and that's another one of those things. I mean, uh, these card issuing companies and the banks uh, behind them are – uh, are really good at trying to stop that. Yeah, they can identify. They know how you quick. spend and what your habits are, and they they can they quickly call and text and say, hey, you know this. You don't usually shop at this website or the store. Yeah. Right. You know, at least uh, yeah. credit cards. They're getting They'll they're getting smarter about it. So I've had two or three calls over the last five years where uh, they just stopped my card and told me to get rid of it, and we'll send you a new one in the yeah. mail in the next two days. So uh, things happen. Uh, not good, but. Uh, Hey, let's face it, um, sitting at the house shopping in your shorts is probably a whole lot more fun than going around in the mall, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, unless you're a DJ, and then yeah. maybe you go to the mall in your shorts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you I prefer Speedo. Yeah. I'm from Miami, folks, so Speedo, yeah. Speedo's the way we you go. You don't want to so, miss out on the people watching. You, you, in their if Speedo. you see somebody <laughs> while you're shopping on Black Friday walking around in a uh, sequin Speedo, it's probably DJ Barker. <laughs> Sequins, I like it. All, All right, right. Oh, uh, market up or down, guys? Quick. Up. Down. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to say up. I always wow. say up. And I'm most of the time right, Jarrett. <laughs> You've been listening to Money Talks. Thanks. We'll see you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.